his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. It's BMAS and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Why did it happen twice? <laughs> All right, I don't have a B in my name either. Good morning, everybody. It's Tim Wenger. And uh, yeah, Beamaz is, uh, Susan explained this all morning long, but we got a mess on our hands right now. But I'm going to tell you, we're proud of why we are in this mess. Um, it's, it's going to be an interesting day, but I think it's going to be fun. Some different voices throughout the day, myself included, uh, just for an hour here. Um, I'm, you know, when I've been thrown in here before, normally it's been a three hour or a four hour endeavor. And we're down to 52 minutes right now. And I'm feeling pretty good about that. So I'm happy that uh, I'm only here for a short period of time. But at any rate, um, so uh, yeah, I'm Tim and uh, I'm here for this hour. And um, uh, Bowerly was already off. Bowerly continues his starring role in the Cabrini film, and he is uh, continuing that filming today. I think it's done for him after today. Uh, so that's been pretty cool. His stories behind the scenes that he's been telling me when we meet on a regular basis are really cool, and I'm sure Tom will have a lot to say uh, when he returns tomorrow. So uh, Beam, uh, I'm sorry, Beamer is in for him this afternoon. David reached out to me on Sunday, and this is where we kind of get serious but proud. Um, on Sunday, he reached out and he said that he had been asked to participate in one of uh, the funerals of the 13 people that uh, passed in Afghanistan uh, in that tragedy. And uh, obviously, we uh, allowed David to do so. That's where David is today. So he is uh, representing uh, the military, representing the Medal of Honor uh, today at that funeral. So our thoughts are with him and, and the families of those 13, and certainly the family of the one individual that David. David is uh, there to represent today. So that is a good reason why David is not here today. And Brian Mazurowski will be taking care of things from 10 until 2. Uh, and then again, I'm just here for this one little lone hour. And thank the Lord that I look across and I see the friendly and competent faces of uh, Jim Stelliano and, of course, the great Tony Caligiri, both of whom, both of whom have smile cookies this morning from Tim Hortons. I won't say who bought them for him. But I did tell them if they're not having a good day, they can just turn the cookie upside down, and then it goes the other way. But I think so far they have left them in the upright position, so I'm feeling good about that. Hey, we're going to get into some vaccine stuff. Surprised? Um, really interesting stuff. Uh, you know, what I, what I really would like to hear from you about is uh, kind of um, off of our web poll. 
and we'll get into that in a little bit. There's a couple of other things I just wanted to address real quickly. But, um, you know, the, the web poll this morning, kind of like putting people in silos, which I don't necessarily like to do. But uh, I, you hear these conversations in our daily lives all the time, right? Are you pro-vaccine or are you anti-vaccine? Are you pro-mandate or anti-mandate? Where do you fit in? What pile are you in? And we kind of uh, constructed three silos to insert you in this morning. One of them is that you are just all all in. You're pro-vaccine and you're pro-mandate. The second silo seems to be the more popular one. You're pro-vaccine and you're anti-mandate. And then there is the uh, anti-vaccine. And I think it just goes to, you know, just, you know, you would assume that if you're anti-vaccine, you're certainly anti-mandate because it just works that way, right? So those three, and I'll be taking your phone calls on that, uh, coming up at 803 830 and star 930, as uh, I, Tim Wenger, fill in for BMAS and Beamer. Um, yesterday, uh, we'll get into that in a minute, but yesterday we... Um, <laughs> This is the kind of exciting life I lead. Uh, I kind of finished. I get up real early in the morning. As you know, Susan's here bright, bright and early, or earlier than I get up. But I get up early, and I, around 4 yesterday, uh, I ended my workday and kind of like personally took an interest in the Buffalo Planning Board. I've been to those meetings before, but I, as a citizen, logged in and watched virtually the entire Uh, Buffalo Planning Board meeting because I have a vested interest in the Buffalo waterfront. I'm a big sailor, a big boater. So it was really interesting to me to kind of see what are they going to do? Are they going to allow this, um, uh, I I think it's an 8,000 seat um, amphitheater to uh, to happen out there on the waterfront? And I just want to take a minute to talk about it because I I am passionate about it and I, I have strong feelings about it. I covered a story not too long ago, month or so ago, when they launched litigation against this proposed thing. If you're down on the waterfront, if you're familiar at all with the Outer Harbor, there's a bike park there where they did the uh, Erie Canal Harbor Development Corporation has done a great job with that. Super popular uh, for bikers, recreational, mountain, you, you name it, um, uh, and also skateboarders, by the way, too. But uh, behind that is a parcel of land with this big, what I would consider really ugly sheet metal building that's been there for years, and it's gated off. You can't go back there. The The running path and bike path that goes through there um, you know, kind of edges around it because it's, you know, it's apparently not a safe area. And it's, you know, it's just this big, ugly building. There's another one over there, too, the old Topps Food Terminal, I think it is, the brick building. Uh, that's monstrous. It's huge. Um, that still remains there as well, and you can't get in that area either. So the Erie Canal Harbor, since they stopped doing the, the concerts over at Canal Side, came up with the plan, let's put an amphitheater out on the waterfront. A lot of cities do this. I think that's kind of cool, good idea. Um and they, what they're essentially doing is using that ugly sheet metal building and taking down the walls um, and I think the inner structure of the building, uh, re-engineering it and turning it into the amphitheater and then expanding the lawn around it. There's already, and that's a key word, already a giant parking lot that exists for the big ugly brick building that used to be an industrial building that's there. It's kind of grassed over, et cetera. So there's already a lot of parking, and then there's the parking along Outer Harbor. You see no problem with it, right? Well, when I covered the lawsuit about a month ago, they stood up and they they said, and it, you know, and I will just be open and honest. I'm opposed to that lawsuit. I'm opposed to the 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 opposition, if you will, to this thing. But everyone has their right to an opinion. Um, but I'm just going to back up mine. Um, 
you know, they said that birds will die. Um, there's not enough access for people on the waterfront, and there, there's not enough room for wildlife out on the outer harbor. Well, let me tell you this. I'm, in addition to a boater, I'm also a runner. So I run on the outer harbor, if not daily, every other day. And I can run four, a four-mile route. I could run a five-mile route, or I could run a six-mile route. There's three routes I've established along the waterfront. Six miles. It's a lot of miles, right? And not one of those routes would even go near where the amphitheater is. So you can't really logically tell me, an avid user of the waterfront, that there's just not room for us to co- cohabitate with uh, recreational and uh, um, you know wildlife. It just it's it's crazy. There is so much acreage out there, and I don't want to see someone plunk you know another Seneca One Tower uh, on the waterfront. I'm not looking for that, but I think it would be kind of cool to have an amphitheater out there. Susan was uh, referencing this when we were talking about it yesterday, that um, we've been down to the Erie waterfront. If you've been to Erie, Pennsylvania, and their waterfront, they've done, for a smaller community, a, a tremendous job with their waterfront. And they have, you know, a nice amphitheater on the water where you can enjoy whatever it is they have going on. Um, you know, music, uh, you know, speaking things. And uh, I think uh, the, the uh, gentleman from... Um, uh, the uh, Erie Canal Harbor Development Corporation said, you know, they host all sorts of runs and walks and charity events. Um, whatever it is, it's, it would be kind of cool to have out there. So they ultimately passed it, which I think is a good thing. I think it's a good thing for Buffalo, a good thing for the community. Um, it gets some people out there. It opens up an area of the waterfront that currently is absolutely barred you know, banned. You can't go out there right now. You can't go in that area. Um, So it gives more access to the waterfront. So I applaud the uh, Buffalo Planning Board for listening to a lot of opposition. And again, everyone has their right to those opinions. But I think the majority here um, are served better by opening it up and allowing uh, the amphitheater. Now, if they want to build a 40-story building on the waterfront, we can have another conversation. But that's really not what's going on out there. Um, if you have not been to the Outer Harbor in a while, um, I definitely would encourage you to go out there. Even when nothing is going on, park your car and go for a walk. Go for a bike, go for a run, do whatever it is you do. But um, they've done a, a great job of um, uh, of uh, kind of dressing up uh, the Outer Harbor. So that's my say on that. It's 916 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Again, it's Tim Wenger in for BMAS and Beamer. And enough on the waterfront, and we'll kind of get into what we're going to talk about today, which is two issues regarding um, COVID. Um, one um, really irked me a lot yesterday when, um, actually, while I was watching the planning board meeting, Mike Baggerman was breaking this story uh, on WBEN.com. And that is at uh, 8 vendors at the uh, stadium, at Highmark Stadium, were cited by Erie County for mask violations. And you know what? That's a real thing, you know, because they were told, and we, as I I went to the game, um, we were told you needed to wear a mask inside the stadium, in, in the innards of the stadium. So going through a concourse, if you're in any of the indoor areas, the suites, et cetera, and certainly when you're inside at the uh, concession areas, that would, that would be included. Well, I can tell you from being at the game virtually, not, not 100%, but virtually nobody was wearing a mask. Okay, the masks were few and far between. And they were perfectly fine and happy wearing their masks and no problems at all. And, and we assume that those people wanted to wear or needed to wear those masks, and that's important. But what Erie County did is allowed, you know, all of these people, thousands of people, to meander their way through the inside portions of Highmark Stadium 
and there was no enforcement whatsoever. Mark Polencars was in a suite somewhere in an end zone and tweeted a photo of the suite. And by the way, I don't know whether he was wearing a mask. I assume he was. But the people in there with him didn't seem to be. And, you know, he said that the the atmosphere and the inside, I'm not reading the tweet, but I'm, I'm kind of like surmi- uh, summarizing it. The atmosphere inside with the masking um, was not to the liking of the Erie County sanitarians who are meandering through uh, the stadium, checking out what the masking policy was. You know, and I thought I actually tweeted to it, you know, saying, I don't know how you could police that. Having been there, I don't know how you could just you. There are people moving so quickly, um, stuff happening so fast. You're, uh, I'll tell you a story about that too in a second. But I don't know how you could police all those people having masks. So what they did is they went after the vendors, and if you know anything about Highmark Stadium and the vendors, I believe most of them are, uh, you know, operating the thing for like a nonprofit. Like your church wants to raise some money or whatever, so you operate a vending. Uh, you know, area at the stadium and sell beer and and coffee and, you know, whatever it is, popcorn and hot dogs. Um, You know, so they're going after eight of the vendors. And it's interesting because they didn't identify who the vendors were, which of the eight were were targeted. Um, And then they also said that the penalties would be discussed with the individual vendors. So really, I'm just kind of surmising here that all they're doing is saying, hey, we're citing eight people. I don't think they're going to get any sort of a uh, summons. It's just a little power message from Erie County saying, you have to wear a mask. And they're just going after the people that they can most easily go after, which are we can identify that this booth didn't have masks on behind the counter at the appropriate time. So we'll go after them because we can't go after the tens of thousands of people that didn't have a mask on in the public. And my whole point on this is you either you either go after this thing with with the division there is in the community. You go after everybody or you just turn away for everybody and find a better way to police that. Um, so shame on the county, I think, for doing this this way. Um, that's not even an opinion on whether you need to wear a mask or not on the in, inside of the stadium. I will tell you this, having been to the stadium, that I was shoulder to shoulder. Now, Susan's was one of them, and I wasn't worried about her because I know she's vaccinated. Shoulder to shoulder with fans, People in front of me, you know, my knees against the seat in front of me and my my back to the the knees of the fan behind me. Um, I was closer to people in my seat unmasked than I would have been inside walking through the concourse. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, um, the whole policy to begin with. Um, But at any rate, you were supposed to have a mask on the inside. So here we are driving to the stadium and we just had a revelation halfway there on Busendorfer Road in Orchard Park, if you know the road, uh, making a cut through to Abbott Road to get get up to the stadium lot, that we don't have any masks with us. We forgot our masks. So we pulled out of the waiting traffic and dug through my backpack, and I found two old masks, and we were happy and got back in the line of traffic. One, you know, We got to the stadium. We had our masks in our pocket. We went through the gate, and we walked into our seats, and we both we looked at each other and said, oh, my God, we never put our masks on. Well, neither did anybody else. 
Um, it just is that much out of control there. And I, I'm just really kind of perturbed that the county's going after um, those little vendors, um, you know, for the mask violation. So you can weigh in on that uh, at 803-0930 because that one really irks me, and I, I think they should just drop that. And if they want to reiterate, the Buffalo Bills did an awesome job of continually announcing you must wear a mask inside. Um, they put it on the scoreboard. They audibly did it, I think, about every five minutes prior to the game, and then throughout the game they did it periodically as well. They did everything they can. And, uh, you know, just to, to, to go after those eight, I think, is kind of reprehensible. So 803-0930, star 930, if you want to weigh in on that. The other thing, which I've already kind of shadowed and uh, foreshadowed and alluded to, is the web poll situation. And uh, that would be... Um, kind of putting you into a silo and where you fit in in this society. And I'm going to tell you where I am. But uh, this is a conversation that I, I find myself having with people each and every day. And I know you guys have talked about this with, uh, with BMAS and Beamer and, and Tom and David, et cetera. Um, but here I am today, and it is the web poll today, um, about where you kind of fit in and where we're at right now and when it comes to the vaccination mandates and the vaccine in general. Uh, are you are you are you for the vaccine and the mandates to go along with it, whether they're federal or your employer or, you know, federal government, et cetera? Um, are you are you in on both? I got the vaccine and I'm I'm OK with a mandate or I'm I'm emphatic about a mandate. Or are you like me? Uh, and that would be. Um, I don't know what that meant. Tony just pointed to me um, at any rate. Are you more like me, which is. Um, you know, you're, you're pro-vaccine, but not pro-mandate. Leave people alone. Um, and then there's that third bucket, which is you're just against the vaccine for whatever reason, and therefore you would be against the vaccine mandate. I will throw in here that this, this kind of throws out all of the, um, the, the stuff regarding, uh, you know, medical reasons. If you have a medical reason why you're not getting the vaccine, obviously I would 100% would respect that, a religious reason, same. Um, so this is kind of like more of a broad thing. But where do you fit in into the silos that we've thrown out there? And I'll take your phone calls on that for the balance of the hour and on uh, the county's treatment of those eight vendors uh, at Highmark Stadium at 8030930 and star 930 here on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is uh, 924 at WBEM. We'll slip in a, a phone call to start things off. This is Holly out in Sardinia. Holly, you are on WBEN. Good morning. Good morning. What's up? You? Good. I just wanted to call in. You had the silo categories, and I didn't fit into any of your three. Okay. So I figure there's probably several others that are not fitting in either. And that's basically because I'm not an anti-vaxxer by whatever definition people give that. Um However, I would say I'm a pro-choicer, meaning simply that I don't believe that anybody has the right to decide for another person what their medical decisions are, and that those decisions should be made with the help of a medical provider, not a government official telling you to do it. And um, that would mean pro-choice for medical freedom on that. And as far as the pro-vaccine, um, that's fine. I'm not, you know, I don't hate you for that, but in, as far as um, pro-mandate, um, last I looked, I salute a flag, um, you know, the red, white, and blue. I live in the United States of America, and with that said, um, you know, we have a 
system here where uh, a legislative body makes laws and we follow laws. And if you don't follow laws, there's consequences. Um, we don't have an executive branch that makes laws. So I think that's a really important thing that we need to remember when we're using the word mandate, how legal and lawful in the United States of America are those mandates. Right. And we'll find out, right, because there's going to be litigation. And locally, we have litigation today, actually, that's unfolding about a mask mandate um, for students at a school. Christian Central Academy uh, is in court today. Um, and uh, uh, Todd Aldinger, a, a reputed attorney locally, um, is who works with Paul Cambria, by the way, is um, litigating um, on behalf of Christian Central to try to get that mask mandate dropped because they, they went to a great deal of effort and expense to do what they needed to do in the school to make it safe for the kids without the masks. So uh, what you say is true. I'm well aware of how this is kind of unfolding in our area, kind of staying in touch with everything going on, and I'm all for, you know, the school to um, stand up for themselves and their students and the parents for, again, medical choice, uh, allowing the parents to have the control and decision for their own children. Okay, Holly, i got to let you go there. I appreciate the phone call, and thanks for starting things off. 803-0930 and star 930, the numbers to call. Where do you fit in in this whole vaccine mandate? What do you think about Erie County? Going after the little guy, the vendors at the stadium. It's Tim for BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Nicely done, Jimmy, Tony. That music matches my mood on the 219 this morning as I stared in the face of absolute gridlock. It was insanity. It was the first traffic jam I've been in in months. And uh, we had Alan Harris right on that at the... Uh, uh, Ridge Road, 219 northbound, and uh, left side was completely blocked, uh, you know, just when you need to get somewhere. But 
At any rate, uh, that's why we have Alan in there mornings and afternoons here on WBEN. Tim Wenger here for BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. Brian uh, in the newsroom getting ready. Got a couple of great guests lined up for you this morning. Uh, actually, this morning and afternoon. He's in it from 10 until 2. And then Joe is in uh, from 2 until 6. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, David attending the funeral of uh, the fallen. Uh, Afghanistan 13 and... Uh, um, uh, Bowerly continues his his stardom in Cabrini. So he's filming again today, and uh, so Joe is here from 2 until 6, 9.37 here at WBEM. We've been talking about kind of like the silos were being tossed into pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, uh, pro-mandate, anti-mandate. Uh, it's the web poll on WBEN uh, as well as a uh, Twitter poll. And then the stadium, too. A couple of texts off the text board at 8030930, same number you can call. Um, Tim, it's the same kind of bullying the county did to bars, restaurants, barbershops, gyms, soft targets that are more likely to comply. Uh, and uh, Tim, you're right on. The Erie County would never criticize the bills or go after the crowd for non-masking, so they went after the low-hanging fruit. I completely agree with that, Dexter, because, there, number one, there was no physical way uh, to go through the stadium and just start, you know, uh, nailing people for not having their masks on. There's just too many people, too many people not paying attention. Um, and they're certainly not going to go after the bills. You know, the county's in a negotiation with the bills right now. You know, so there's no way they're going to start uh, hammering them for that. So they go after eight vendors inside the stadium for violating uh, the mask thing. They don't identify the vendors, and then they also don't say what their violations, or I'm sorry, citations may be, which tells me it's simply... A reminder, we've got the power. Reminder, you must wear a ma uh, mask inside. Uh, and virtually nobody, except those who chose to or really needed to, did wear a mask. And I don't suspect that's going to change all that much when the Bills return home, hopefully for a winning game. Let's go to the phones at 8030930 and start 930. And uh, Mark is out in East Aurora speaking of someone, uh, or speaking of the stadium. This guy, Mark, here, he works in the stadium. Mark, here on WBEN. Yeah, hi. Um, I was going to touch base on uh, the first uh, about the vaccination. I'm kind of like pro-choice, um, and, um, you know, if people decide to get it, that's great. Um, I mean, I got it, so I need to have it for where I work, uh, both my jobs. But I'm touching base more, more or less on what the Highmark Stadium. Um, you know, Paul and Cars was in there. We did see him. Um, in fact, one of my coworkers actually called him by name, Mark, and he turned around and he goes, oh, yeah, I'm in compliance just like your golf tournament. And he kind of laughed at it and just kind of shrugged his shoulders and just walked away. And he's in, a, he's in a suite, and there's people in there without a mask. Why didn't he just leave then if he is so uptight about it? I mean, he basically went out, deputized a bunch of his health people to go around and start issuing you know, citations to all these people. Well, if you don't like it, just don't be there. Um, just like last last game, um, people were complaining, oh, there's a bunch of people that weren't wearing masks. Well, if you don't like like it, just don't go to the game. Stay home. Um, I think people are fed up with it, um, you know, this whole pushing on the mask thing. And to be able to cite these people that are out there trying to make money for their organizations in these booths, um, I mean, I, 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 I don't think anything's going to come of it. Um, they might get uh, a warning or slap on a ticket. I don't think they're getting a ticket, but it's just it's just sad that they're they're going after these little people. Um, Delaware North knows that some of these people aren't wearing masks, 
Uh, they're all being told, you know, make sure you have it on your face, by your chin. You know, if you have to pull it up, you know, for long periods of time, uh, pull it back down. So, you know, everyone's just trying to do the best they can. And in that facility, it's just so tight, as you stated. You know, you got people hitting with your knees in front of you and in the back of you. Um, it's just very tight. Um, it's just something that we have to get through. But if you don't like it, just don't come to the games if you don't like the fact that you have to uh, wear a mask. Mark, what do you do in the stadium? I'd rather not say because it's probably going to pinpoint exactly what I do. Okay. I, you know, but can you tell me, that this is a question I, I'm not – positive of it. It used to be, you know, back in the day, I'm old enough to remember when, you know, like if you operated a or represented a church, you could get, um, you know, rights to operate one of the vending areas and then you, you know, the profits would would help your, your nonprofit organization. Correct. Does that, is that still going on there? Yes. Yeah, so what they'll do is, based on how much you sell, is what I'm being told, that uh, you get a profit or a percentage of that. Delaware North will actually take care of your organization and give you some uh, as well as the proceeds that you sold. So um, some of these vendors or some of these booths have been there for years um, and they do very well taking care of their organizations and their clubs. And then we have people coming in from out of state working and they just don't care about the policies and procedures that we do. And they just uh, are there. Um, and then they go back to their states and, you know, uh, we've, they just don't care about it. They just there to make the money as much as they can. Right. And then they're gone the next game, and they'll come back, which is okay. Thanks for your help for this game. You know, um, thanks for taking care of our Buffalonians. But um, now you just maybe maybe one of those one of the booths that got written up. You know, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but well, just- well, you know that. I'm kind of like betwixt and between here because, you know, the county has the, the, the ability and the right. And it doesn't surprise me at all when I saw Mark's tweet, um, you know, from a suite, you know, it, it annoyed me a little bit that I didn't see masks in the suite. It, it didn't show him. So I'm not commenting on him. Uh, although we, I guess the now famous picture of Sean Ryan without a mask in line, who says, by the way, he was um, readjusting his, his mask at the time of the photo, which I think is just kind of funny. Um, whether he was or wasn't, I don't know. But at any rate, the county has the ability to send the sanitarians in. They, just like they can send them to a restaurant, a bar, uh, you know, or a venue, you know, like Shays, et cetera. Um, so they have the ability to do it. And I, I guess I can't criticize them for sending their people in so they know the lay of the land, you know, so they can come back on Monday, per se, and, or, uh, you know, and say, look it. You know, the masking policy at Highmark Stadium, Mr. County Executive and, and uh, Health Commissioner, it's not working. Um, they're not masking. I guess that's useful to them because then they can decide what are we going to do? Are we just going to ignore it? Um, are we going to try to enforce it? What are we going to do? Um, but instead, I, I just don't like this going after these eight. I'm sorry. I, I was in the stadium, as obviously you were, too. It's not just eight. Um I, there were there was masking quote unquote violations throughout the building, um, in suite areas, in concession areas, in the concourse. It was all it was rampant. It was everywhere, um, and I don't know how you just go after that uh, those eight people. That's annoying to me. Yeah, you can't go after them just as well as you can't go after. I mean, you try to do the best. Uh, I think these people are trying to do their best to stop the people that smoking too. I mean, I mean they're doing it throughout the stadium and. If you're going to turn around, your county is going to probably say, oh, well, now we're going to have the sheriffs go after people without masks. Right. The sheriff's going to turn around and look at them and go, you're out of your mind. We're not going to be mask police. 
is no way you're going to be able to enforce it. None. Right. You can't do it. All right. Well, Mark, I hope the next time I'm at the stadium with you that we see a better game. Uh, absolutely, and a better outcome. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate the phone call. That is Mark uh, checking. He's, he works in some capacity inside uh, Highmark Stadium. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? You know, should the county continue this uh, effort to go after the vendors? Um, I, I do think they're going after the little guy here. And uh, just to make uh, just two things. To say they have the power to do so, which they do, you know, to, to flex our muscle. I have the power. We have the power to come through here and do this. And number two, to try uh, to send a message out to the public and uh, those who are going to be going to the games in the future that we will be there watching and uh, checking to make sure that your masks are on uh, in all of the indoor areas of the stadium. Uh, I think it's a cheap shot, and uh, I don't think it's a way— um, to do this. I'm not even weighing in really on the whole masking thing. I felt more if I, I didn't feel threatened, period. But if I were to think that if I was, you know, I'm a vaccinated person and I'm OK um, with with everybody who gets the vaccine because they want to or think they should or medically have been told, that's great. Um, I'm not for a mandate. Um, but sitting in the stadium, if there was any risk, I, I felt more at risk inside the bowl of the stadium being so close to so many people screaming at the top of their lungs, by the way, um, you know, than I did walking through the concourse. When you think about how COVID is transmitted, and we've been told time and time again, you know, follow the science, I would think that there was more threat to me sitting in my seat or standing in this in the seating area than there was when I was walking through the concourse of the building. And I really, I, I would love to ask a doctor that because I, I got to believe that the risk is as much or greater with people absolutely just screaming at the top of the, we, we wear the mask to protect ourselves from other people's, you know, expectorant, so to speak, and uh, the air, et cetera, and uh, to protect, you know, protect ourselves from others and protect uh, them from us. So that just goes to show you when you're in the stadium and everybody's screaming and yelling and turning to each you know, 100% stranger to your left and, and in front of you, behind you, um, that you're at more risk then than you would be, uh, you know, uh, walking through the concourse. So it, doesn't, it just doesn't make any kind of logic or sense. And I know that's been covered on this show and many others on the station. But So here I am repeating it. 803-0930 and star 930. Tim for BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN. We're going to go to some phone calls here in just a second. I want to tell you Brian uh, is coming up um, at 10 o'clock. And a couple of guests lined up. Uh, 11.06 this morning, uh, start of his uh, 11 a.m. hour, Dr. Amesh. Adalja, uh, he is really good. I've heard him with Brian and Joe on multiple occasions. Um, he is going to be excellent. He's a senior scholar at the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, uh, and he's going to be on at 11 o'clock. And then at 12.06, J.D., I think it's Tusil, um, uh, contributing editor at Reason.com, uh, and his work has appeared in the New York Daily News, Arizona Republic, and the Denver Post. So a couple of great guests coming up on COVID-related issues with BMAS, and he's coming up after 10 o'clock. Brian is like upside down because <laughs> he's normally here at 4 o'clock in the morning with Susan, and now today he comes in at 9 o'clock. So his day has been like completely upended. So uh, 
help them out, would you? Give them a call after uh, 10 o'clock this morning. Let's go back to the phones. This is um, Bill in Springville. Bill, you are on WBEN. Bill, how are you doing? Good, Tim. Uh, years ago, I worked one of those stands with, for my wife's school. Uh, we were helping out the parents and the faculty did it. My point is, in those days, all we had was a cash drawer, no cash register, no adding machine. And we had to calculate in our head what all the cost was. And that back in those days, it was uh, we had people from Canada, so we had to work the exchange. And before we uh, started, we had to count every cup, every piece of food, and then at the end, we had to count every cup, every piece of food. I had a lady once want some, just a, uh, some ice, and I had to charge her for a full drink because all she wanted was a cup of ice. So my point in all this is it's crazy. I cannot imagine how pe- people are screaming, I want this, I want this. Right. I cannot imagine how you could exist in those little tight confines. Yeah, there's no cash now. You know that too, right? They, there's, they're not accepting cash at the stadium. It's cashless. Right, but back in those days. Oh, I know back in the, I know what you're saying. I just wanted to, you know, yeah. clarify, but, which is another kind of a weirdism, right? I mean, my card won't carry COVID, but my cash will. Yep, exactly. So that's it. I just wanted to give, give you that, that quick point. I appreciate it, Bill. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate that call. Let's go to Phyllis in Boston. Phyllis, good morning. You're on WBEN. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, of course. I find this totally ridiculous. Um, first of all, it's so unnatural wearing a mask, just wearing it daily, okay? And then to be in a stadium setting where I'm having a beer or having a drink, um, putting it on when I don't have the drink in my hand, taking it off when I need a sip, eating, uh, you know, and, and seeing these politicians um, without their masks, yes, it's, you know, they can be condemned, but they're not, it's not natural for them either. I don't care who you are. It's just as human beings. We're just not supposed to be wearing masks over our noses and our faces. Yeah, I, you know, Phyllis, I understand what you're saying. I'm not sure that's the argument I would make, um, that it's just not natural, because I do think that masking at a at, at a, a point of the, the, the um, uh, pandemic, you know, perhaps helped? I, I don't believe it. No. Okay. I, I, you and a lot of other people. I'm not criticizing your opinion. I'm just telling you. What you had a, a is it N9 or those masks? Scientists, doctors have shown that it does not help at all. Um, so maybe if you sneeze or something, but um, walk away from people if you're sneezing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing that it's unnatural, that's for sure. I mean, I, I told you, I, I, I told everybody, you know, that, uh, you know, when we walked into the stadium, we physically and mentally, we knew you had to wear a mask when you walked into the stadium to the indoor areas. We we made a point of getting out of the car and digging through to find our masks, and then we just didn't wear them when we went through the concourse because, like you said, it is unnatural. I'm not used to that. That's not what I do. When well, you're outside, there's no reason, of course, I know when you're in the concourse. I went to the... Um Bison's game last week, and when you're inside the concourse, you're supposed to wear the mask. Are you kidding me? Ninety percent of the people didn't have masks on. Right. Um, we're done with this. The mask thing is nothing but a joke, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, Phyllis, thank you very much. You know, I, I disagree with that. We're not done with this. Um, I, I, I think you'd have to be under a rock to say that COVID's not a concern right now. I mean, it, it clearly is a concern. I'm not saying it's the only concern or as big a concern or the concern that some people are saying it is, but it's not over. Um, you know, maybe your your tolerance of masks, uh, that that may be over, and a lot of people, too. Um, uh, this is Mick in Tonawanda. Do I have that right? Mick, you're on WBEN. 
Yeah, yeah, you got it. Good. What's up? Um, so, so one of the things I've always had an issue with is all of these people out there complain they have problems with how the, everything's working, all the mandates, all the rules, and then the people at the county goes after. But nobody takes action. Everybody will sit there from a distance, like, you know, telephone tough guy type thing. But nobody takes action. You know, it, it, this isn't right what they're doing. So how about everybody get together and actually do something that will have an effect? Don't go to the game. Don't go spend money. Don't don't supply Erie County with, with something. Do something that will show Erie County, oh, wow, here's a consequence to us, you know, with our overreach. Yeah, Mick, you do hear that a lot. You know, people talk about civil di- disobedience, and it's not really followed through on. But I will tell you that perhaps one of the most organized and unintentional acts of civil dif- disobedience happened right before my eyes at the stadium on Sunday, and that's that virtually nobody wore a mask where they were supposed to wear a mask. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right on with that. But then, you know, now now they're going to come after, you know, these, these vendors. Right. That's not right. So now you got to figure out a way, you know, because obviously you don't go to the game, you don't spend money, and now these vendors make no money. But now Erie County can come in and destroy somebody. I mean, these people aren't getting rich out there. No. You know, that's, that's the stuff I... I go, you see it on community pages and stuff of crime happening in the streets, but everybody is recording something bad happening from their window in the house. Nobody's going outside. No one confronts. Everybody just talks, and it's it's old. Nobody creates action and, and, and does something about it. It's just everyone's talk, and that's the stuff I can't get over. I, I just I don't get it. Yeah. Well, I think, Mick, you know, people don't want to be on the, uh, you know, the, the short end of the stick and, and get some sort of a financial citation, et cetera. They might feel passionately about it, but at the end of the day, they don't want to or can't, um, you know, risk the, uh, um, you know, the, the risk, if you will, of, of getting cited or a, a fine or something uh, along those lines. Mick, thank you very much. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, we're going to head up. Uh, I don't know whether it's up or out or over, but this is Chris on a cell phone. Hey, Chris, you're on WBEN. Good morning. Um, there's a picture on social media of Sean Ryan. No, I haven't heard about it. <laughs> it is viral. It's everywhere. Yes. I did call the office this morning. Okay. And the nice lady I spoke to, their their comment is, his, it, in the picture, the mask is in his hand. And for whatever reason, he took it off whether to eat something, but if you're in line, I don't know why you're eating something. <laughs> but for whatever reason, it was off just for a second, and that's when the picture was taken. Right. I did see that. Um, I think Channel 2 reported that first last night um, on their newscast. And you know what, Chris? I, I can go after Sean Ryan. I disagree with him on a lot of stuff. And But, you know, you could have taken a picture of me and said, hey, Tim Wenger didn't have a mask on inside. Um, you know, he represents, obviously, a, a different... Uh, Right, exactly. I get it, and I think the excuse sounds kind of trivial. I think there should be a better comeback from him. Maybe there will be, but uh, yeah, and people are. Why don't they find him? Right. They find the 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 not complying. Right. They have proof that he doesn't have a mask on. Then find him. Well, we'll we'll see. I doubt they will. But Chris, thank you. I got to let you go. Um, I'm sorry to keep talking over you, but uh, we're up against the clock. And uh, Brian is coming up. Brian in for David today from 10 until 2. Joe Beamer is on from 2 until 6. I've already told you why all of that is occurring. And everybody's back in their regular chairs, including myself, thank God, tomorrow. But I'm Tim Wenger. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. It's been fun being here. And Brian is next here on WBEN.
His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.